Blog Talk Radio. alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing of under of soul and spirit and joint and marrow and is a discerner or judge of the thoughts and intents of the hearts the word of God is not static. The word of God, (coughs) excuse me, as proclaimed in the Old Testament and also in the New Testament, the word of God is event. And so the the word of God is filled with power. Reference Genesis chapter 1. In beginning or in the beginning God, or Elohim, the strong one of authority, created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was void and without form. And darkness, Koshek, was upon the face of the roaring deep. Not passive deep, but darkness. A darkness that could be felt was over the face of the roaring deep. And God said... Like be, like was. Notice the synchronicity of thought and act. Notice the divine synchronicity. Notice the power of God. And through this one statement, this short, pithy statement, through this one statement, God brought forth electromagnetism. Later on, the sun will be created, but here we have the beginning of the electromagnetic spectrum through the very word of God. I'm going to be reading to you from the book of Amos, the prophet from Tekoa. So Amos 1.1 reads, quote, the words of Amos, one of the shepherds of Tekoa, what he saw concerning Israel two years before the earthquake when Uzziah was king of Judah, that's the southern kingdom, and Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, was king of Israel. That is the northern kingdom. Now, this was Jeroboam the second. Jeroboam the second. Unquote. So notice this statement very carefully. And so we read that Amos saw words. And the Hebrew word here for words is debar. 
uh, with the Hebrew consonants. It is merely, it is D, B, R. When we add the vowels, add the A, D, A, B, A, R, we have Ebar. But here, notice that Amos saw words. And so, a very compelling statement. And Debar indicates activity. Amos speaks of God's word or the word as event. The energy of the word is unleashed by proclamation. In verse 2, Amos states, the Lord roars from Zion and thunders from Jerusalem. The pastors of the shepherds dry up and the top of Carmel withers, unquote. And so here the lion roars as it pounces upon its prey. But I want to stay with the word for a bit longer. Because the word carries within itself the unity of incarnative and predictive elements. The word is address and command as well as dynamic event. So, the prophet from Tekoa, called by Yahweh Elohim, to deliver this message, this powerful message. And please note the name Amos means load or burden. And in chapter 1, the emphasis is on Yahweh Elohim's rule over all nations. He was not merely a local deity as the, uh, the other deities of the uh, city-states uh, that once inhabited this area. He was Lord of all. His rule extends to all nations. And so in chapter 1, we're going to read about Yahweh's reactions to human behavior. And this chapter will address crimes against humanity and the judgment that comes upon those whose criminal activity have come up before the throne of God. So, the word is event. Amos is going, uh, first he speaks about Yahweh's judgment against the nations. And then in chapter 2, uh, he speaks about Yahweh's judgment against Judah, beginning in verse 4. So this is what the Lord says. For three sins of Judah, even for four, I will not turn back my wrath. Because they, speaking of the people of Judah, have rejected the Torah 
of the Lord, the law of the Lord, and have not kept his decrees, because they have been led astray by false gods or lies, the gods their ancestors followed. Now, this is what God says about Judah. I will send fire upon Judah that will consume the fortresses, the fortresses of Jerusalem. Now, this is judgment upon God's own people. Remember 1 Peter 4.17, that judgment begins at the house of God? Judgment begins at the house of God. So, and beginning in chapter 6, excuse me, in verse 6, we have judgment against Israel. We have judgment against Israel. And the prophet goes on. Uh, this is so deep and rich. In chapter 3, uh, we have uh, a discussion of the, uh, the exclusive relationship or Hebraic particularism, that is, that exclusive relationship that God's people have with him. So they, therefore, they are to honor their relationship and their covenant with God. But then uh, the, the prophet goes on, and God in chapter 7, we see that uh, a plumb line has been laid uh, against the people. Now, this is very interesting. Beginning in chapter in chapter seven, verse seven, this is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb, with a plumb line in his hand or a measuring rod. And the Lord asked me, "What do you see, Amos? A plumb line?" I replied. And the Lord said, "Look, I am setting a plumb line." Among my people Israel, I will spare them no longer. So Amos is charged to bring this word of judgment against those who have been devoted to sin. And you know that the uh, northern kingdom, that is the kingdom of Israel, was destroyed in 722 B.C. by the Assyrians. Now, this is verse 10 of chapter 7. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, which means house of God, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Listen to this. This is what the false prophet says about the real prophet, the true prophet, Amos. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. This is the message that Amaziah sent to Jeroboam II. And, and then we have these words. The land cannot bear all his words. Notice this powerful statement. The land cannot bear all his words. Why would he say this? Well, and these are, this is what Jerob, uh, Amos stated. Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will go into exile, away from their native land. And then Amaziah said to Amos, get out, you seers. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there and do your prophesying there. 
don't prophesy anymore at Bethel because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple, the temple of the kingdom. Now, the word that's used in the Hebrew, which in the, at the end of verse 10, which reads, the land cannot bear all his words, speaks of the cubic capacity of, of vessels or ships. In other words, the word that Amos brought was crushing the false kingdom. The word that Amos brought was crushing the pretenses, the lies, the excuses, the subterfuge, the intrigue, the false worship, the false belief. It crushed the nihilistic narcissism of these people. It destroyed, it was destroying all they worshiped and loved. Remember Jesus said in, in John chapter 3, where Jesus talked about how people uh, loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. The word in John 3, 16, we read, for God so loved the world. The word for love there is agape. Agape is a, is a noun of action in the Greek. And then Jesus said, well, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And the word that's used there for love is also agape, a form of the word agape. Please understand that God knows the secrets of the heart. God knows those who belong to him, who love him, who seek to serve and worship him. God knows intimately all of our ways. God has an intimate awareness or knowledge of each and every individual. God knows what you are treasuring in your heart. God knows what you are hiding. God knows your most intimate secret. In the book of Acts, he is called the... Heart knower, the heart knower. That word, heart knower, is used in the New Testament in the book of Acts two times. Please come to God, be saved, come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Good afternoon.